In any given moment, a man's growth is optimized if he leans just beyond his edge, his capacity, his fear. He should not be too lazy, happily stagnating in the zone of security and comfort, nor should he push far beyond his edge, stressing himself unnecessarily, unable to metabolize his experience. He should lean just slightly beyond the edge of fear and discomfort, constantly, in everything he does. That is David Data. Welcome to the Everyday Marksman, episode number 27. All right, welcome back. This is a solo episode, as I tend to do for every other one. Pretty quick one today because I am talking about sharpening the edge. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to get there. Like I said, this is episode 27 of the Everyday Marksman, a podcast where it is all about tactical skills for living a more adventurous life. We seek to be better men, fathers, husbands, citizens. And I am your host, Matt Robertson, former military officer turned tech sector corporate grunt, outdoors enthusiast, shooting nerd, and your friend. Our website is everydaymarksman.co, and there you're going to find today's show notes, our articles, our social links, and our awesome community. Speaking of which, I have one item to catch up on here. I want to give a quick shout out to Todd E for supporting us via our coffee link, which you can find at everydaymarksman.co forward slash support. Thank you very much, Todd. Your support means a lot to me. It's because people like you, I get to keep making more awesome stuff. Now on to today's topic. Within the Everyday Marksman community, this month, the theme is sharpening the edge. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you haven't noticed, I had a bunch of interviews lately with competitive shooters. I had one with Jeff Gerwich, who, again, I'll leave in the show notes, a former Special Forces member turned competitive shooter. I just had Mike Keenan on, a pro PRS shooter. And, spoiler alert, I just had an interview with an Olympic rifle shooter, and you'll see that one towards the end of the month. If you haven't gathered it yet, I am a fan of competition. Now, that doesn't just mean competitive shooting, but competition in in all aspects of life. Because I firmly believe that competition makes us better. Now, that's not just my opinion. This is science. Norman Triplett in 1898 had a theory called social facilitation. Now, there was two sides to this one. And one aspect, it showed that task performance increases by the mere presence of other people. Think of spectator sports and competitors alike. If there is somebody watching you do an activity, you're automatically going to do better at it mentally. And then the competition side of it was that if you are competing against somebody else doing the same activity, or even if there's just two of you in the same room doing the same activity, competition or not, you're also going to do better at it. I have personally noticed this when I go to the gym. Working out by myself with nobody else around tends to not be very motivating, and maybe I'll put in a pretty good effort. But if there are other people I know in the gym who are also lifting pretty well, looking really good, I tend to also work just a little bit harder. 
To be honest, saying this out loud now, I think that's a big reason why people love going to CrossFit gyms. There's that competitive nature of working out with other people and you push yourself just that much more. Now, Norman did an experiment called the competition machine, which involved children reeling in lines and seeing if they would perform better by themselves or with other people. And that experiment's been repeated over and over the years with adult cyclists and all kinds of sports and activities, and the result is always the same. A significant portion, more than 50% of the people in the experiment, will do better when they think they are competing against somebody else. Now, it's not true for everybody, and we'll get to that one a little bit later, but of course, competition must be done at a healthy level. Winning at all costs otherwise known as cheating, has a price. And I get it. I know our community loves to say, if you aren't doing everything to win in a gunfight, then you're not trying to win. But here's the truth. We are not always in a gunfight. And a healthy mindset helps us to build discipline, teamwork, and motivation. Healthy competition, in fact, is teamwork. Now, Mike Keenan, in my last interview, mentioned sportsmanship within PRS. Let me play that quote for you. Teamwork. One of the things I really like about PRS is we all kind of work together. Nobody, everybody wants to win, but they want to win because they beat you, not because you beat yourself or you had a problem. Everybody's. So what he's saying is that people want to win. That's good competition, but they want to win because they're the best. They don't want to win because you shot yourself in the foot. Well, that's. <laughs> Poor choice of words for a shooting competition. They don't want to win because you DQ'd yourself over a rule or you didn't have a good enough scope or your rifle had a problem that day or you didn't understand the rules. That is winning by default, meaning that they didn't actually have to compete against you because you just beat yourself. And I think that's a healthy mindset. Healthy competition does increase stress, but it's the good kind of stress. If you've ever heard the phrase, you stress, that's what we're talking about here, as opposed to distress. Good stress helps you learn coping mechanisms. It helps you become more resilient in the face of adversity. It teaches you that even if this is a problem, you can overcome it. Now, I think this applies equally to our personal lives and professional lives, and not just our sporting and shooting lives. You know, I never thought about it a whole lot till after I left the military, but military careers are a never-ending series of competitions, and it's overt. I know we're all competing in the private sector with one another, uh, businesses compete with one another, but when you're in the military, you are simultaneously competing to win at individual levels, but you also require the help of everybody else, even those you're competing against. Let me tell you a little about Air Force promotion systems if you've never been exposed to it in the past. is that every officer, and I'll speak from the officer side of the house, every officer is going to go with a stack of paperwork and their papers are going to meet a board of senior officers. Now, you or the officer themselves does not get to meet the board. The board only sees a stack of papers. And everybody on this board is going to flip through those papers for a couple minutes and they're going to assign a score to that stack of papers, what they think of that officer. And then the score is the average of all those numbers. And then that officer is put back in the stack and they go through however many thousand they have to go through. And they rank them all one to N, one to 2000. And then they draw a line. We'll say the line is at 800. 
If you're below the line, you didn't get promoted. If you're above the line, congratulations. But the point spread between someone who gets promoted and someone who doesn't is very tiny. The point spread between someone who gets extremely successful, has a fantastic career, and somebody who has a mediocre career is still one to two points wide. It is small. Everybody, it's constantly racked and stacked against their peers based on their perception, the competitions they've been in, the awards they've won, the certifications they've got, deployments they've been on, just how successful they've been. Now, I never thought about this much until I got out, but it seems like the civilian world is so reluctant to think in the same way. It was common, for instance, in the military that I would go to a team building event. I remember this at Squadron Officer School, and we would have a team of 14 other officers sit around a room And we had to rank all of our peers 1 to 14. And just as a bonus to show you that this is how we worked as a team, not only did we have to do that, we told each other about it. So you knew exactly where you stood in the eyes of the rest of your team. On one hand, yes, that can bruise the ego, especially if you're the person who's lower on that spectrum. But it also meant that you had an honest view of where people saw you and what you could do to improve. I think this is a really valuable lesson and something that we should have more of in our private lives. If you have someone that you're competing with professionally, then you're going to push each other to succeed. But again, keep it healthy. Don't cheat. Once you cheat, you violate that honor and nobody's going to work with you again. Now, in this regard, I think competition teaches discipline. You aren't going to win if you don't put in the work. It forces you to plan and prioritize. And if you don't do those things, if you don't plan, prioritize, and put in the work, then you can't blame anyone else when you lose. You simply weren't the best that day. Now, some other interesting things that came up in the research is that competition is actually best done in small groups of your relative peers. And I think this comes back to discussions I've had with people like Russ Miller, who's when we talked about why don't people show up to competition, especially shooting matches. And a lot of the time it's because they don't want to feel behind the curve. And that's a real thing. People don't want to show up to a competition and then feel like they are totally outclassed. It would be like me showing up to an NFL football game, putting on some pads and saying, go out there in the field. I would get crushed and I would probably die. I don't know about you. I don't feel like getting hit by a refrigerator, but it would not go well. So why even show up? But if it's a friendly pickup game of football in the backyard or in the neighborhood, sure. Why not? We're all about the same here. Uh, So that's important. You know, competition doesn't mean if you're an amateur, go up against the top top players in the world and think you're going to do okay. In fact, you're going to have a bad time. All right. People don't want to feel behind the curve. You also tend to perform better, though, when you are in smaller groups. Sociologically, evolutionarily, we are wired for small tribes and teams. Competing on a field of thousands often has worse results than a field of 10. All of this comes back to finding a small group of people who are about where you are, and I would argue probably a little bit ahead of you, and Work something out to go compete over. It doesn't matter if it's shooting, if it's fitness, if it's some other skill you've been trying to learn. It could be baking for all I care. But get out there and make yourself better. Because this is about 
sharpening the edge, bringing it back to the theme of the month. Look, I'm all about building individual skills. It's what I've kind of staked this whole Everyday Marksman brand on is, has how do you make yourself better with your shooting, your marksmanship, your physical fitness, your survival skills, your radio skills, your mindset, all of those things. But I've also said that it's extremely important that we all have to find a team, a tribe, a posse. On top of that, we need to push one another to be better. And I want you, dear listener, to find someone who can fill this need for you in your life. Now, maybe you're already a member of our community, which you can find at everydaymarksman.co forward slash community. But maybe you're not. And that's okay. Find someone to share this moment with, set a goal, and may the best man win. Now, thank you for listening today. So many of my guests have told me the same thing. The most important part is showing up. Then others are going to help you out. Get over that hump. The fear of being out of place, the fear of losing, and just show up. Now, if you've enjoyed today's episode, then do me a favor. Share the Everyday Marksman with someone else. Spread the message of adventurous life through tactical skills. The more people who join our merry band of marksmen, the stronger we're all going to become together. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you all next week when we talk to one of our very own community members and bloggers about living a more prepared and resilient life. Until then, take care, and I'll see you next week.